Callahan was when they hit the uh, chair that was placed over uh, Eddie Kingston's head. And then he Eddie Edwards, not Eddie that. Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like I, I felt like I said Edwards, but yeah, King, Eddie Kingston. Fuck it, he did it as well. <laughs> Wrestling. everybody welcome back to three men one four there it is well again everybody thank you very much for coming back uh we're back again this week bit late on this episode we were going to originally drop this for halloween but we got too consumed with bound for glory and hell in a cell and to be quite frank we just had too much going on so it's coming out now i suppose so yeah this week a lot has happened since our Bound for Glory review. Um, we've had the, obviously, well, our friends over in the States finally had the elections and uh, the results from that have come out. So, obviously, to everyone that voted, obviously, we hope the outcome was for you. If it wasn't, you know, obviously, we all send our best wishes and, and you know, our, our best for your futures over there. And we're all one at the end of the day anyway, especially within the wrestling world, uh, unless you, you know, don't like AEW or do like AEW or you do like WWE or don't like WWE. I guess maybe we're divided too, right? I guess so. Well, Ashley is, yeah. Well, he don't like AEW, does he? <laughs> hey, I haven't watched uh, Full Gear yet, so I can't give my opinion. Yeah, we're going to have the review for that coming up at the end of the week. Yeah. Once once everybody's watched it. I've, I have watched it now. And, um, I'm about halfway through. Anything about um, it here. Um, it's really good from what I've seen so far. It's, it's, it's really good. Well, speaking of AEW, that'll bring us over into the news. So... Uh, AEW President Tony Khan has talked about tightening his restrictions on the talent taking their outside bookings uh, within the Indies due to the COVID situation. Obviously, recently, Joey Janela was unable to appear on uh, AEW due to coming into contact with a pro wrestler who he had worked against um, who had later been diagnosed as having COVID-19. So Joey was supposed to have been within the tournament to crown the number one contender for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Of course, he was then replaced by Sonny Kiss, who was pretty squashed by Omega in the in the opening. Yeah. I think that's a record time for AEW. I think that's the quickest match I've ever had yet. Um, it's got to be up there. I think the only other one I can think of was probably the debut episode with Cutler and MJF. Um, Maybe? Unless you, you've got any others? I'm trying to think. Cause Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, because it feels like every match has got a good time on it. At least five minutes or more. Yeah. I mean, to go to a little, to just a tiny bit more. So, I mean, it, the quote from Tony Khan himself then, it's that I implemented a policy where people were only supposed to work indie shows when certain conditions were met. 
There have been times when people did not take that seriously, so I have tightened up the restrictions. I'll still allow it under certain conditions, but people need to look me in the eye and say that the conditions are being met. Our talent and their opponent need to be tested before the show, and there also needs to be a good reason why the match is important. So, I mean, what what's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think it's fair enough, to be honest. I mean, it's safety first again, isn't it? You don't want somebody going out and wrestling an indie show, potentially catching COVID and then giving it to the rest of the locker room. So, I mean, yeah, mm. I think it's a sensible thing to do under the circumstances. I don't think he's being a prick about it or anything. Like, he's not no. going to stop it altogether. You know, he said that he's still going to allow it, but, you know, it's just got to be safe. So, Well, I don't know how many of them of the AW roster do things like uh, Game Changer Wrestling or whatever's still about, but it's a good thing to do. At this time, really, you should be in like a type of bubble like other sports have done. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's how most places are handling things. I think, uh, j- well, j- just for a bit more context, the, the wrestler in question and the incident with Joey Janela was at a GCW event against AJ Gray. AJ Gray was the uh, talent that obviously had later been diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, I mean, yeah, Jay, what you're saying there, really, I think Tony's well within his right. Obviously, they're running a company that, you know, it's a brand new company. It's just minimising risk, Min- isn't it? Minimises risk, but it's a brand new company, which was hot off the heels in 2019. Obviously, this has happened. COVID's happened. It's really put them... I mean, I don't want to say set them back, but it's obviously understandably put obstacles in their way that they have to overcome. And the last thing they oh, need yeah. is their talent going out, which they've allowed them to do so, which is a fantastic thing for them. And, and as, a, as a talent on that, you know, as part of that company, that's great that you can earn that income in other ways. But, uh, you know, with the times being what they are, it does put yourself at risk and then in turn puts other people at risk. Moxley had to take time off because of it. Archer's had to take time off because of these things as well. You know, and these are big name guys yeah. on, on the AEW roster. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's perfectly reasonable and fair enough for Tony to essentially, and all he's asking for at the end of the day is he's not saying no to it, but as long as it's an important thing for them, and the yeah. match was important, and, and you know X Y Z, um, you know he's, all, he's essentially just asking them to look him in the eye and tell him the truth. And I genuinely, I think, you know, for your boss to say that to you, there's really nothing unreasonable about that at all. No, no. So this Tuesday, moving into some more AEW news, we are going to get an announcement from AEW Games. Uh, This is the new Twitter handle and YouTube account. It's popping up all over social media and has been advertised on Dynamite and um, Full Gear. Obviously, it's just passed. A huge announcement, guys, about AEW Games. Yeah. Now, this is... Obviously, I I didn't see it on Dynamite, but I did see the announcement on uh, Full Gear, and I was wondering what this was about. So... Is it going yeah. to be a game? Is it is it an, is it AEW as in AEW video games or is it something something different? I don't know. I mean, what what do you reckon? What do you reckon it's going to be? I reckon it's a game, a proper video game because they've been teasing it since they. That'd be fucking great if it they've is. They've been teasing it since they started. Since before they started, isn't it? It's one of the things they wanted to do. Oh yeah, but they. I do remember there was some talk about them having a mobile game. So a part of me kind of feels like it's going to be more towards that with maybe an yeah. update on a future um, yeah. actual video game release. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because the thing is, though, obviously with COVID and everything, every video game company has been set back. Yeah. And if, if it was like a proper console game or something like that, you know, you would have heard something or seen something at least. 
screenshots, concept art, possible trailer leak, you know, anything. Any, don't even, you know, don't even know what company it is. There'd, there'd be some sort yeah. of ripple somewhere. So you're probably right on the mobile game front, but um, it it's a start depend. though, isn't it? You know, it's a start. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, anything um, to come out is, is going to be great, and especially, you know, during this year. But it's, I suppose it depends on how far Aubrey and, you know, like you said, from a, from a concept, has has the concept of a game already started evolving into, you know, production and, and everything else, potentially. I, I, I would probably argue not. Just on the yeah. basis, you know, look at something like CD Projekt Red and... Uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 game that we've waited for for about 100 years now. Uh, <laughs> longer than that. We, again, we might get it this year. We might yeah. get it this year. Well, obviously, current release date, as of recording, is the 10th of December. But, you know, they're having their problems now. Although the game's ready to go, at least it is for the for the next-gen consoles, you know, for current-gen, it's it looks like there's still problems that they need to try and iron out for it. And I think they're having problems getting it to run on there. But, again, a lot of that has probably come down to the fact that they are now working from home and have been for such a long time. Again, due to the the current situation, so yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I'm I'm actually I'm genuinely excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah. Some additional news off the back of the Bound for Glory review. Of course, we were talking about what had happened with the Kylie Ray situation, mm. and then, of course, as it always does, we drop the episode and more information comes out about the the subject that's been it's been a trending thing for the last few weeks i think (laughs) i I feel like we're gonna have to deal with that as we go along yeah but yeah i take it you guys have seen that news as well yeah Yeah. really a bit sad because she looked like she was gonna be a promising career ahead of her but just for those that may be listening that might not have seen this what was the news that had actually come out she announced that she's uh, no longer a professional wrestler has retired completely yeah. retired on patreon of all things not a twi- uh, uh, not but a, the thing wh- is though why did she she could have just wrestled that last match instead of just doing a no show and then said look i'm retiring now yeah but that's what I, makes me know, think if it's mental health then yeah you ju- i just don't know you know that's what i was thinking because like, like we said the reports yeah. were that she was there but she just didn't show up so mm. uh, yeah it's, it's a weird one. To be honest, the less I feel like we probably know about the situation, the better. I feel like this is one of those things where if she wants people to know, she'll tell, she'll say. Um, it's just important for her to be able to, I suppose, work through whatever she's working through. If she decides to come back to wrestling, that's fantastic. If she doesn't, then, you know, to make sure that she's, she's happy, I guess. That's all you can really do in any walk of life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um... Thoughts go up to, you know, Kylie Rowe to make sure, you know, she's all good and, all good. you know, nothing's wrong and, yeah, well, you know, just positive vibes going our way, absolutely. If, if in the event that Kylie doesn't ever come back to the squared circle, then I, I suppose all, you know, all we can really say is thank you, obviously, for everything you've done and for entertaining people like us, I suppose. Yeah. That's bloody marks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. No, but we, we do wish Kylie all the best and hopefully... Like we say, yeah, she can work through whatever she's she's working through right now. Um, in other news, I've got everything on a, from Fan for Glory. Yeah, go for it. EC3 might not be in Impact Wrestling anymore. Was EC3 signed to Impact Wrestling? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. But the the way he's kind of in Ring of Honor now makes me think he was a uh, not a proper contract. In impact, I, mm, I think I he'd do better in Ring of Honor anyway. You know, I think he he could do more stuff there. 
I I mean, I just like the idea that wrestlers can show up here, there, and everywhere. It always makes it a little bit more exciting. But I don't know. I don't know whether or not it was a contract thing or, you know, I suppose if you're a company, you want to be careful about who you're hiring right now. Yeah. Um, when there's still seemingly not really a, a clear end in sight to everything going on. Yeah. Um, it can only be a good thing at the end of the day, I think. Well, more wrestling is not a bad thing, as long as it's good wrestling, I guess, isn't it? So. As long as nobody's trying to poach each other's rosters, I think, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. But there's already a little bit of that going on, I think, with WWE. They did sign somebody that was from AEW recently. Really? Yes. Mm. Um, oh, it's a British guy, isn't it? That is really thought of to be, tit to be something special. I can't remember who it is. Ben something, isn't it? Ben Harrison? I've got some matches announced for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, go, go for it. I feel like we don't really talk about New Japan that much, and we should. Yeah. Well, because it's going to be a two-night show again, Yeah. like it was this year. First night, only one match announced so far, which is Naito against Ibushi for the heavyweight and intercontinental title. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be and, a good one. Uh, Ibushi's probably taken that, right? I mean, he he come away from the... Um, well, he won the G1 Climax, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, won the G1 well, Climax. That's why he got the title so match. I feel like he's probably going to come away with a win there. Well, here's the thing. It says here, night two, it might change. Naito versus Jay White for the heavyweight and intercontinental title. Oh, but that would change then, obviously, if Ibushi takes the win. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it's at the minute. And another match that is announced, Okada Osprey. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd Especially really now we've good. got the Osprey heel turn. Obviously, he turned yeah. on chaos and i guess i mean i'm, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with like maybe this new faction where osprey's the leader of it but if if that is something they're going to do but it did seem like that was likely going to be the case that's yeah that'd be good uh, can we talk about cody wanting to go to the uk um we can talk about cody winning his his surname back yeah because that's happened I- yeah, I um, I, I, I wondered about that because obviously I saw it on uh, Full Gear and I thought, oh, he's um, he's got his surname back again now. Then, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one legal battle that they have won at least against WWE because they've not been able to get a lot of the names that they wanted. So Bash yeah. at the Beach, for example, is they're not going to be doing Bash at the Beach anymore. Uh, I think they're calling it Beach Break. So when they do the the what would have been Bash at the Beach next year for the Dynamite special, it'll be Beach Break. So they're, they're not allowed to use it anymore then. Well, WWE's right. got the rights, obviously, from when they bought WCW. I, I understand why Cody would want them, but at the same time, you know, you don't have to recycle some of the WCW stuff. It yeah, you want to differentiate yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. AEW can come up with new stuff. It's not going to be a problem for them, but I understand that there's probably a sentimental reason behind wanting it. But, you know, at least he's got Cody Rhodes, and that's that's now how he's introduced, which f- feels a bit weird, but it is what it is. Uh, we should. Uh, one thing we I would like to mention is uh, Selena Vega being on OnlyFans. I thought you That's, might want to uh, mention that. Of, of course, <laughs> you're the person that would bring that to the table. Yes, and, this, and that, and I'm assuming that that's like first-hand primary field research that you've that you've discovered this uh, piece of information. Well, it's apparently it's not one of those things that aren't um, apparently. No, it's one of those things that WWE can't uh, take them. Tell them to ban because it's not Twitch or one of those type of things. Oh, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, but what are you getting for your money though? Just pictures. Pictures of her. Yeah, yeah. but come on, maybe though. videos. 
It's not. It's not. It's nothing sexual apart from being cosplay. Why would you pay thirty dollars for that? I mean, well, well, people do. And to be fair to her, if you're going to make money out of it, then I suppose you know you would, wouldn't you? When you when you look like Zelina Vega, if I look like Zelina Vega, I I probably would at all. But yeah, you know, yeah, here I can we see, are. I can see it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no one's going to pay not... me thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, but she's married to as the black, so she's he's probably going to kick your fucking head. Oh off. yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's probably that's why she can uh, get away with it. I think really, she's completely and utterly safe. No one's yeah. ever going to mess with yeah. her because Alistair will. No, I wonder how he feels about it though. I imagine he's probably cool Reason. with it. I, I I can't imagine that she'd pr- probably be doing that unless you know he was okay with it. But yeah, you know, some people are and some people aren't with that sort of thing, aren't they? So you know, it just is what it is. If 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 you're okay with it, then realistically, there's not you know, it's not a problem. I suppose is it really? It's it's down to you and your well, partner. I was going to say, Leo rushes in on OnlyFans, but it's nothing sexual or anything. I think it's more gaming. <laughs> well. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, if that's the case, if Kenny Omega gets on there, I'll pay $30 a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that type of cleaner. He can just sell pictures of his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he wrestle the blow-up doll in Japan, or am I just imagining it? That blow-up doll has a name, and it's Yoshihiko. So if you fancy challenging Yoshihiko anytime soon, Ash then by all means step up to the plate. But I've seen this guy hit consecutive Canadian destroyers one after another, after another, after another. He's going to wipe you out. So it's very serious business when you get in the ring with him. Well, I think think that's pretty much it for the news this week. But before we do get into the episode itself, Ash, we did say during the Bound for Glory review... There was a couple of things that we'd... Well, there was one particular injury that we had forgotten to mention for the show. So we did say we was going to pop it in the inju- uh, in, into the intro. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Sammy Callahan and the baseball bat. So why don't you let the good folks know what your thoughts were on that? Well, it was... So here we go, everybody. Great. We're getting right into it. Let's go into gruesome injuries. One ball. <laughs> one ball. <laughs> Welcome back to Three Men, One Fall. Today, we are going to be talking about the most gruesome injuries in wrestling. So, you know, it's not just WWE, it can be in any wrestling, you know, of any sort of time frame. It's just the most gruesome or horrific injuries in pro wrestling. So this is going to be an interesting one. Very interesting. Looking forward to what everyone's got. Obviously, injuries are pretty shit, but, you know, when they're gruesome and you can look back at them like this, then... Let's call it what it is. Absolutely. I've got one. We'll jump straight into one that I think is probably one of the first ever like, really gruesome sort of injuries that I found out about. And it was actually when I was at school, I think. Well, I've been, I think, Ash, you might, you might know about this one as well. It was around the same time. So it's, it's CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling, for those that don't know. It's um, Wife Beater uh, uses a weed whacker or a strimmer, if you like, on Nick Mondo. Ooh, and that was in um, that was tournament of death one. So we're we're going back at uh, you know uh, probably early mid two thousands now, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, maybe maybe a bit sooner. I think it might be earlier than that. It could be, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I remember we. I remember the first time I saw that, and like 
Oh, <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? I know, it's crazy. I mean, I watched it again earlier, obviously, because we was going to be doing this episode. So, yeah, I sort of, because I, I, re- I remembered it in my head, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was like. And I wish I hadn't watched it now, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not great. It's, um, yeah, it's not good. And you see his, um, the scarring as well after on yeah. his side. I mean, it's just, it, it's actually horrific. I mean, even for Caesar W standards, it, it's up there. It is up there with like real fucking bad shit. Don't uh, talk about Sitna Mondo. I don't know if it's that tournament death or another one where he gets thrown off the top of a, I want to say a roof onto some tables outside and his back is covered in blood. Oh, it could be. Yeah. It, could, it could be any season W, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's some fucking. I remember seeing other stuff as well with like light tubes and there was I can't remember what it was or who the guy was but I remember this quite vividly as well it was um I think this guy got thrown into some light tubes in the turnbuckle and uh, a piece of skin on his back was like flapping and it was it was deep it was like a chunk mm. of his skin Ooh. was flapping and yeah that was yeah that was quite sickening that as well I've got another so, yeah, it's, it's fitting but I've got another CCW one yeah it was um a, a guy called Blood of which is a great name for that kind of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And what we're talking about. There's a battle royal where like weapons are all around the ring, all that stuff. He gets he gets thrown into a trolley full of light tubes, leg first. Wow. And then all of a sudden you see, it's gruesome. You do not want to see this. His leg is wide open gash. And you can see the bone Ugh. of his leg. Oh my goodness me. I've never seen that one. You don't want to see it. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to bother looking it up. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it uncensored once, and that was enough. Yeah, Gruesome. I've not seen that. Just just to go back to Sicknick Mondo for a second, though. Did you? Well, did you guys know first of all that the bloke is forty years old? Only forty. He's he's only forty years old. Well, but, yeah, but that, if, if, years if, if I'm being honest with you, I'm surprised he's even survived to forty. To be honest, yeah. If, on his on his Twitter, he's he's down as a director slash stuntman. Oh, so director because um, he's been doing that. I think the last few years because he did uh, Moxley's uh, video. Yeah, I know he did Moxley's sort of return to indie that video. I know he did yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He, he, I've, I've years and years ago, I watched his um, documentary. I can't remember what it's called now, but if you if you're interested in that sort of real hardcore deathmatch sort of side of, of wrestling, you want to check out Nick Mondo's documentary because it is it's, it is really really good. Even it's though meant it's, to be really good, yeah, well, I've not seen good. it. I've I've heard it's really good. It's sort of what late of the early two thousands, like yeah. 2010 maybe. That's when he retired. But yeah, it, it is really good. It's really informative and everything as well, and you really get to see a side of that sort of wrestling and. You know, why yeah. he even fucking does that sort of thing in the first place, really? I tell you what, there's um if we're gonna talk about the deathmatch wrestling first, when we look at gruesome injuries. Well we might as well start from the worst and work our way forward. Well, if you right, okay, but I mean you say worse, but this this is up there in terms of this spot's not even just done once either. So Japanese infamous Japanese deathmatch wrestler, Masashi Takada. Now there was one spot in particular that I saw, and honestly, I don't kind of go ugh at much, but fuck me, man, this got me going. This sent shivers. I watched this one earlier as well because I, I remembered seeing it a while back, and I was like, shit, I, I need to try and find what that was again. And it's basically the spot is a sidewalk slam onto a board with knives, oh. but like into the knives, 
and his back, like you were saying, like it's just it's just flapping, just flapping in the fucking wind, and he looks like he's got gills. Oh. It's on fucking knife. It's on knife blades. Like what the fuck? See, I, I think just, there's. I think I oh know. I mean, I know when they say deathmatch, you know, you're going to expect something. But well, you expect when, the they, when they when they say deathmatch, you don't actually mean to the death. <laughs> fuck, I know. But his body literally looks like a fucking board that you cut everything on not just your meats and your fish and your bread i mean just fucking you just have a go at it with knives it's, it's a proper knifing board his back is just absolutely covered in it and well not even just his back is it like it's, it's a whole body his front his chest his arms his face how long yeah i mean you think czw you know is bad and i think that's sort of like the entry point to people for four people that are like wanting to see that sort of when you say hardcore, you know, real fucking hardcore shit. But I mean, Japan have been doing it a lot worse than that for fucking decades. Yeah. And it's real, oh, yeah. it's it's real gruesome and that. But yeah, them Japanese, they don't mess about. I mean, they've really fucking, they've really go they out. Yeah, like, I was literally just um, looking up at some stuff earlier and I, I can't remember, I, I saw it and I, I couldn't remember who it was or what where it was from, but... I was saying to Ash and Russ earlier about a guy getting some garden shears to the stomach. But then um, yeah. when I was looking for that, I actually came across a, another guy getting a scythe to the stomach. Like he was actually getting, well, he's he pretty much getting gutted. Oh, and this what promotion is, was that? <laughs> this is, uh, I think it's BJW. It's like some big Japan wrestling or something. Something like that. It's like, yeah, that's, something like that. That's like, that's like the real... Yeah, BJW is like the real fucking hardcore Japanese shit. Like, I think I think every match is like fucking might as well be to the death. Yeah, but you, the states you've got that as well. I mean, GCW can have a lot of those kind of matches, and ICW. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, because uh, GCW you've got Nick Gage, and Nick Gage is a notorious. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nick, Nick Gage is. You know, it's Nick fucking Gage. Get it right. Nick fucking Gage. I, I remember. Sorry. I remember Nick Gage from years ago. <laughs> yeah, Nick but, Gage. Well, he's still going, and he's he's still. I mean, he's recently just come out of prison. Good <laughs> time. For yeah, so long. Arm, <laughs> I'm not surprised, really. <laughs> armed robbery. Yeah, like crazy. Well, it's what you were saying a minute ago, though, about like what makes people want to do it. So I'll tell you what, in in those kind of promotions as well, it ain't the fucking money. No, no. definitely not. It ain't the money. Like what? Like you, they must enjoy it. They must actually enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, quoting Ottawa it's probably "Whoa, addicted to pain." <laughs> <laughs> it must but be. Those, you expect gruesome injuries in a death match, though, right? Otherwise, you're gonna. I mean, because especially if you're a death match fan. And it is one of those acquired tastes, isn't it? You either like that sort of thing or you or you really, really don't and you won't pay it time of day. But uh, for those that do like it, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, really, if you tuned into it and you didn't see blood and you didn't see anything that was, you know, a bit over-the-top violent and stuff like that. Because well, that's, that's what it goes hand-in-hand hand with that style of wrestling. ECW back in the day, if there was no table spot or someone getting put for... Yeah, like a table... Someone get put for a table or... The kind of stick or some yeah. big, really big bump, you'd be disappointed. Well, if you're talking ECW, then so if, if we're going to think uh, gruesome injuries from ECW, what you got? I've got. Well, one. Before we before we go into ECW, I just want to give a shout out to. Um, I'm not sure again what Fed it is, but there's this guy. I was again, again, I was doing some research today, and um, in the New York scene, uh, there's a guy called Casanova Valentine. Hmm. He's like one of the fucking hardcore blokes up in, in New York. I've watched a few, a few of his stuff. There's a good documentary about him 
on YouTube called Inside the World of the Most Dangerous Wrestling. Huh. Um, it's it's worth a watch. I watched some of it earlier, but I'll, I'll probably watch it all again. But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a really it's another good one to watch. So I'd get yeah. on that as well. King of the No King of the No Ring Deathmatch. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, yeah. I think he's um yeah. I don't know an awful lot about him. I've seen him in a few bits. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm just going up on his uh on his Instagram now. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen him on GCW. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know what it is. He, he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Necro Butcher. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's somewhere you could probably do a whole special on with injuries. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's Necro Butcher and Boyf Beater Zandig. Jesus, there's so many. That's a, yeah. It's another episode entirely, isn't it? Deathmatch wrestling. But yeah. You can't talk about gruesome injuries and not look at death matches. No. Goes yeah, but, hand. yeah, yeah. It goes. Yeah, goes, I mean, EC- goes hand in hand. Yeah, I think ECW is probably the one to sort of bring that hardcore shit to the mainstream. Well, I say you say main- mainstream, but you know more mainstream than what you was used to before. Yeah, well, it was mainstream really when you look back on it now. It yeah, is, yeah, it is now at least anyway. But first, first bit like ECW I remember was um, RVD in a ladder match. That's all I know. That's all I know. It was. It could have been anything, but. Um, maybe for the TV title I'm not sure probably he was champion for a long time yeah well he never had the ECW world title when he was well not, not in proper ECW no, no. yeah but you're saying about then you've got some for ECW Ash I tell, right, if, if New Jack isn't in it then well, I'll be shocked well I was going to well, mention you, when you're talking injuries and you're talking New Jack it's not injuries it's basically just assault like <laughs> well, stabbing Chris, people and that like <laughs> are you do you want me to talk about his uh, dive that make they didn't uh, get brain damage. Oh, the notorious where he, they uh, he missed the tables, was it? And then no, that, that's head. that. It's that wrestler, but they had a match in ECW where they're going to do a dive through a table on top of a scaffold, or not? Oh, I've heard about that. I've not seen it, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And they missed time to jump. New Jack lands on the floor first, and then the guy who's about four hundred pound lands on his head. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh Vic Grimes. Oh wow. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Didn't New Jack like legit well. try to kill someone as well? Like he, he legit like threw yeah. him New, New Jack more did, than he should yeah. have off yeah. the Yeah, that guy in XPW. Yeah, they did a they did a yes. scaffold match. Fuck. And the guy got thrown off but landed on the ropes as well as Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, that's a that's oh that's cringeworthy to watch. Yeah. There was that kid as well, weren't there, that he shouldn't have been that kid oh, that was like, he, he basically Sunset. lied about, yeah, yeah, and he got fucking, he got fucked that up. That got fucked by New Jack, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the mass transit, weren't that when, like, didn't have pretty much no experience, but some somebody votes for him or whatever, but he didn't know shit. And then, um, obviously, he didn't take New Jack's moves properly or something. And then he just went crazy and stabbed the guy. No, well. that That's definitely a thing. I've, it, I've saw that he, somewhere, but I can't has, remember. Yeah. Because Mass Transit was a guy who was 16, I believe, and pretended to be 18. Yeah. And then, because he was replacing somebody uh, to tag with Devon, I believe, and he just backed the shit out of him in, yeah, front, of, yeah. in, front, in front of the guy's family, and he was, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. No, he fucking, he absolutely wrecked him. Oh, what about when he had that match with that other guy, and he baseball batted him to the head? Oh, Gypsy Joe. Yeah. Gypsy yeah. Joe. He was, like, he, was yeah. like, he was like 60 at the time. 
Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! He, that was because that wasn't ECW, was it? That was um, no, just yeah. This, this was that was quite just recent. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a while back, but it was um, it was at an indie one because they, yeah. they had some sort of beef, didn't they, or something? Yeah, because I saw the footage of it, and he does. He just beats fuck out of him. Yeah. Actually, do you know what it it almost reminded me of? This is like probably one of the oldest ones going. Um, Antonio Inoki. Oh, and, oh yes, uh, the great Antonio. Yeah, this was that great. Was a fucking. I mean, that obviously the story behind that was the great Antonio was. Um, I think he'd had a few matches here and there, but I don't know what, like, I guess the business was very different back then and there were people still in there that just wouldn't play ball and and just didn't quite get it. But obviously, he's this huge Great Antonio was, like, going really, really fucking stiff. And Antonio Noki was like, you know, calm it down, calm it down. But he weren't listening and he just kept going really stiff and then... Antonio Inoki just lost it and backed the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because cause obviously he's so much bigger anyway, and he was trying to, like, Anto- you can see Antonio Inoki trying to get the offence on him and, and do yeah. it properly, but he's he's lumbering around, he's not being very easy to work with, and, yeah, where he gets stiff, you can see when Inoki loses it because it's these forearms to the back, but yeah. he's kind of doing it in the back of his head. Yeah, and yeah. And you can see, like, Inoki just, like, starts coming back with the open palm strikes. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's taking him down with a proper, like, a legit single leg. And then fucking Antonio's getting his head booted in in the corner and they just call the match off. Um, He had other matches though, that great Antonio. He did have other matches. But this is a really sad story actually about him. Um, When he passed away, his only belongings were newspaper clippings in this bin liner. And it had like all these these newsworthy, noteworthy things he'd ever been involved with. And that was, they were his only belongings, which I thought was quite sad. That is a shame. I mean, you know... don't wish that sort of thing on anyone, really. No, of course, no. but yeah, I mean that. But that really—that was his legacy in wrestling. Um, but yeah, in terms of an injury, because he his face was fucking bloodied, and yeah, Nokio did him, stuck him good with, with some of them shots and then kicks to the head. But yeah, yeah, that I mean, so that was I suppose one of the the OG gruesomes. Yeah, you want another gruesome injury from ECW? I got Sabu, the barbed wire oh. match. Yeah, Sabu. Yeah, when he gets caught, it gets his arm and. Caught in the barbed wire and it tears it open and he has to tape it oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. And it's another. I thought one. you was going for the broken neck, Sabi. Well, Benoit. Nah, I got because mm. I want to th- also talk about when he taped his jaw up because Taz clotheslined him, hit him in the jaw. I don't know if it's dislocated or broken, but he just and he had to tape his head to put tape over his head. Jesus, it's <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Different era, man, wasn't it? A different era. You want to talk about that, though? And, and look, we're talking gruesome injuries. We're, we're talking about 1990, Vader and Stan Hansen. Ooh. Where Vader's eye fucking comes out of his head. <laughs> and instead of even, like, the thought of stopping the match doesn't even cross his mind. Fucking Big Van Vader's just like, oh, my fucking eye's hanging out. Bop, straight back in his head and pushes it back in. Didn't that happen? Oh, I've, I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen it. Oh mate, yeah, the footage is out there on yeah. YouTube. You can see it. Um, it literally. So you can does see his eye like full out. on just come out then? It's just out of his head, mate. Yeah, the, yeah, the oh. eyeball. It's still within like the eyelid and everything. Yeah, but you can see like where the actual ball itself has like left the socket. Oh, and like he's just in the turnbuckle and he's just putting the palm of his hand over his eye, and he he literally just pops it back in. He just pops it back <laughs> oh. in his, his head. I want to say he's a different fucking breed of men. These boys were. I tell you now. I want to say that happened before the match. Uh, no, it was midway through. But I think because they had quite a brutal match as it was. Yeah, because Stan Hansen's a, a blind man who just would like <laughs> so was bat the shit out. Really yeah, that. but yeah. yeah, but he couldn't 
you hear that he couldn't see at all, Stan Hansen. It's not an injury per se, but obviously if we're talking about Vader, his match with Shamrock, that really stiff one. Yes. (laughs) When he punches Shamrock right in the head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a good match. It was stiff as fuck, but it was good. Well, did you hear about the rematch they had in Japan? No. Uh, Vader got revenge and made Ken Shamrock bleed from the inside. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. What happened there then? They had a cage match in FMW, I think. And, um, it was somewhere in Japan, anyway. And, um, yeah, Ken Shamrock was, got powerbombed. So, like, wait, I think it was got powerbombed and he's like, was bleeding from the inside. Oh, wow. That's fucking Shamrock's nuts. a tough... Yeah, that is. But he's tough as fuck, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's a legitimate he fucking bad man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he is. That chair shot he took from The Rock, you know that one where he took it like square in the face? Yes. During their programme. He asked The Rock to do that to his face. Because <laughs> he said, I don't want it in the head, like I need you to do it in my... Like, he, he literally was insisting that The Rock hit him in the face. He told that story, uh, again, on a podcast. It was I think it was Chris Van Vliet's one. But he was he was telling the story then, like, and it's just he just says it's like so blasé. He's like, yeah, no, you should do it in my face. You know, it will look realistic. You got to do it in <laughs> yeah. my face. <laughs> got to get out. Yeah, because I don't think but that yeah. that at that time chair shots to the head was a thing really like common. It's like every yeah. other, it was. Yeah, Not I that think time. it was. I think, Not that wow. time. Well, looking back at the eighties and early nineties, there wasn't that much I can remember. Yeah, but the attitude era was borrowing from ECW, wasn't it? Because the the whole new generation era and then before that the golden years, which we we call it now, it was cartoony, wasn't it? Uh, right. I've got another injury from ECW. It's, a, it's probably one you, that I don't think any of you've heard of. There's a, okay. It's a it's a match between Shane Douglas and I believe it's Pitbull Gary Wolf, where there's a running by a guy called Akeem, and he's a four hundred pound guy. Don't, I know. I know Akeem. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same one from like. Well, you've heard, but the idea is he's going to do a splash off the top rope onto uh, Gary Wolf, but Shane Douglas keeps dragging him away from where he is, so he's about about three quarters of the le- uh, ring array. So he's supposed to do a a splash. He jumps off the top rope, slips, break his ankle, and this is one of the loudest snaps you've ever heard. Oh, oh no, I've not seen that. You don't, I've not seen it's that. It's best to hear it. It's best to see it without sound because you don't want to hear the snap. It's loud. Yeah, there, there's a lot from WWE, and I've got a fair few here. So I mean, we'll 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 carry on talking about everything before we get to WWE because yeah. there is a lot to cover there as well. I don't think. I, so has any, have you got any more Ash yeah. at ECW or well, Indies or? I suppose we haven't talked about Sid. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk about injuries without talking about Psycho Sid's leg break because. I've not seen this Akeem one, but that Psycho Sid one from WCW. His actual his entire well, what happens, Jay? Basically, Sid is jumping off the top rope. I think it's to do like a big boot, but like from the top rope, and he lands on one leg, but his shin snaps in completely in half. Oh! So like he's lying on the floor, and his leg is like hanging down by the side of him. Like oh, that's how bad it is. Me. Honestly, it's gruesome, but it's it's like it's one of the most infamous injuries yeah, out it's, there. It's in the dying days of WCW. It's in the main event of a pay per view where, because you know what, it wasn't shown live. Because what happened? It was a fatal four way between Scott Steiner, Sid, Jeff Jarrett, and a mystery part and a mystery man. The mystery man comes is about to enter the building at the time Sid leg break, so that they had to 
to have the guy rush to the to the ring, kick Sid when he's down, so Scott Steiner could win the match. Honestly, he, he, honestly, he, man, he, he, yeah. he kicked his leg out of his leg. He kicked his leg out of his leg. Yeah. So I've got um, <laughs> I've got another WCW. It's not like a really gruesome injury, but it's quite a significant one. It's when Goldberg fucking pretty much ended Bret Hart's career. Yeah. When he gave him that fucking yeah. super kit. That's bad. That was uh, there was some force on that. I mean, he had so many health problems after that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Is that what led him to have? Because he had a stroke. Didn't uh, the, he? the stroke happened a couple of years later. It wasn't straight away. Because what? So what? That's just another what? reason I don't like Goldberg. I don't know if Bret Hart ever like. Did he ever blame Goldberg for it? I properly? think he did. Or. <laughs> so he should really I mean okay, well yeah no. that one's fair to be honest yeah but the thing I've never liked that fucking Goldberg and the thing is Brett was concussed but still wrestled for like two three weeks later yeah in hardcore matches yeah, you wouldn't get that nowadays he would had you? a hardcore match with Terry Funk it's just it's sad really I mean it's sad anyway but like it's just WCW didn't know how to use Brett did no. they and for that yeah. to have basically been like the end of it is yeah what can you do um I know we, we're sort of we are get to WWE. We'll probably be a bit all over the place with it anyway, aren't we? Because we're just going to keep thinking of but other ones. The, but... One thing I do want to talk about now, though, quickly is um, in Germany when Mick Foley tore his ear Ooh, off. Yes. I was just about to say, yeah, we've got to talk about well Foley well, in general, yes. hell yeah. in a cell. Yeah. But yeah, the ear. Have you have you guys seen how that happens? Yes, I have. I don't think I've actually seen it, but you know when people do the spot. When you go over the top rope and you tie yourself up in the rope, like a hangman, yeah, like you can't, you go over the top one and then you kind of like get yourself hung up with the, yeah, the yeah, rope. yeah, yeah. Well, he does that and he'd been doing that spot like you know over and over again, no problems. But for this particular show, the ropes were really, really tight, and I think it was they were made of like some because obviously ropes aren't rope, are they? It's cable, but yeah. these ones were particularly tough and particularly tight. And Foley did it, and it was it really fucking gripped him and he couldn't get out and so like his his head is like i think he's like he's either pulling himself out or he falls out of it like a one way or the other he's getting himself out but obviously they were that tight when the rope gripped his ear it just literally tore the ear off from oh. the, so it's the it was the ropes that tore his ear off Jeez. like it wasn't a slice it wasn't a knife or anything the ring ropes were that tight around his head but that's the thing like if he if that was around his neck he could he would have probably been dead yeah so yeah, yeah, the lucky escape there. Yeah. It was in. It was a yeah. house show as well. So, there was some. There is ca- there was some camera footage for because that's Vader as well. That's against <laughs> Vader. Yeah, yeah. Not, but the thing is, it wasn't that. But it was. It was coming off. But Vader punched him, and it came off. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he he does write about that in his first book. Yeah, in Foley's first book, it's basically like dangling at this point because it's already like ripped it. It's already torn it from like the rest of his ear, and then when he takes a punch from Vader, it just drops on and, the floor and I think he stands on it and he's like what the fuck's this and another yeah. funny thing is the referee puts the ear in his pocket yeah <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a boy though what a boy Cause, he's like oh hang on Mick don't worry about that mate I'll, I'll keep that for you later Because another thing Foley did in Japan was the uh, C4 explosions when his arms burn yeah Jesus. they do that quite a lot though don't they yeah. the, the C4 stuff or like the explosions in general yeah, I know that's that's like one of the big things in Japanese death matches, isn't it? It's yeah. If only explosives you, and shit. You hit the barbed wire ropes in it. Yeah. If only they use like the electric. If they use coolant, they'd be fine. That's a Metal Gear. That's a Metal Gear reference for you. <laughs> if only in general. I mean, look at the. Well, look at the the unplanned bump from Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring '98. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he was meant to go off the cell, but 
when he went through it, obviously he, he goes through. So the initial bump is obviously one thing, but then that chair coming in behind him hit him in the face. Yeah. And that's what yeah. concussed him and it knocked a tooth out. Because he said he was he trying to. He had his tooth off like his a, nose, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't think that was his tooth or not. He, he was is. saying what he was trying to do. He was trying to, like, because he thought where, where it was in his mouth, he thought he could push the teeth through his cheek because he could feel a hole in his cheek. So he thought for a good camera shot, he'd be able to, like, push his, his tooth through his cheek, through the side of his cheek. But obviously that's, so that infamous shot where he looks like he's smiling and Jerry's like, and he's smiling, he's smiling, that one. It's, I think Foley said, like, it was actually because he was just trying to do that. I don't think he was necessarily smiling. He was just trying to push that tooth through his cheek. <laughs> Fucking mental, man. Absolutely mental. You know, Taker went into that match with a broken foot. Yeah, like he injured his foot like the week before. Because you can tell when he, you can tell when he jumps down the cell to do the after the after he's been put through, he limps. That little limp, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if we're if we're going on to WWE now, we we I suppose we've got to talk about the elephant in the room, which is really Owen Hart. Yeah, I mean, is that well? It's a tough one, that one, isn't it? Because it's obviously like, yeah, that's just tragic. Yeah, can, can it I, is, yeah. Can I also mention uh, Draws? Draws was another year. Tra- that was really bad. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that actually in a minute. I've, I've got more information about Draws. So, so the, the powerbomb botched because of the clothing, right? Was it like it was too it's- loose and he couldn't get his grip during the SmackDown taping on October the fifth, ninety nine? Uh, Draws was wrestling under the name Puke uh, with D'Lo Brown, and D'Lo was going to execute his running powerbomb, um, but D'Lo Brown slipped on some type of drink that was thrown into the ring. And uh, Droz was dropped on his head, breaking two bones in his neck. Um, Droz admitted that he failed to leap properly into the move and the shirt he was wearing was too loose. And so D'Lo Brown never had a firm grip on him. And um, obviously he had surgery, but it was unsuccessful. So yeah, he got paralysed. Yeah. Yeah, that one's so sad. Because he... Really sad. Because he was getting... It looked like... Because I watched 99 Raw not too long ago and it looked like he was getting a not a big push but maybe US uh, not US IC European title challenge yeah yeah well Vince again, was quite big on the puke thing wasn't he like yeah but we've got to talk about fucking um, Hardcore Holly's neck break from Lesnar yeah well he had a lot of because uh, he had the neck break Kurt Angle broke his arm and the moonsault he had that fucking horrible gash in yeah. ECW on that yeah. table yeah. with a suplex off the apron so yeah, yeah. So, so the Lesnar one then was it basically that um, he just weren't working with Lesnar, so Lesnar just dropped him. Is that basically what it was? I think that's been I think that's been proven that it wasn't the case. No. So I think he was he was stiffing him up a little bit. Holly was um, stiffing Lesnar a bit because the thing is, Holly's from that generation where like they're just like I don't know. He he was one of those names that would always come up for. He's he's quite tough on the new guys. Yeah, and he'd stiff him a bit, and which. You know, all right, I, whatever it is what it is. But I thought the idea was to go out and make everybody look good. But um, you know, he's in there stiffing on stiffing on Lesnar, I guess. But I, that for the longest time, I think people thought Lesnar did it on purpose. But um, no, I don't think it was. I think Holly did actually say something like it, it was kind of his fault anyway, because he he doesn't like he doesn't like it doesn't look like he lifts himself and and sits up all the way so Lesnar can do it, and Lesnar just ends up sort of like. I don't know. It looks like he's half pulled down, because that's the thing with a power bomb, isn't it? Like, if you're taking it, you need to get yourself up into that upright position. Yeah, mm. it's the same for which again, other injuries have happened from this, but it's the same for the Styles Clash. If you tuck your head in, 
and you don't leave your head out, then you end up with like the injuries that a few rests had from that, and it's you know it's really really been bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could make a whole video on how many times angles broke stuff, but <laughs> well, I know, yeah. Well, Foley on his own, yeah, yeah. Cause... I mean, I, again, it's not a gruesome one, but I will just mention the old um, Brock Lesnar shooting star at WrestleMania. <laughs> it could have been gruesome if it if it had broke his neck. It could have been gruesome. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, main it event, main event, in one of the best manias of all time. Yeah, it was just lucky that he actually. Well, I say lucky, but. It was lucky that he actually landed on his face and not his <laughs> not square on his head. But to be I fair, think if he didn't have the traps the size of a normal human being, yeah, then you know. And when I say a normal human being, I mean his traps are the size of a human being. If he didn't have those, then yeah, he probably would have. His fucking head would have folded in. But if he had done the shooting star the other side, where Kurt Angle was closer, wouldn't have this trouble. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, but he must have known he could do it, and he's done it. It's, oh, it wasn't like it. the first time he ever tried it. He's done it before. No, because yeah. I, yeah, I did read somewhere that he had done it before and he had done it successfully, but it was just what for whatever reason that that time. Because I think I, I watched an interview once or so where he said he was never he never he was never really comfortable about doing it. He never really wanted to do it, but he sort of got talked into it. Um, Mania moment, yeah. He, wasn't it? he was yeah. He was just he was never really comfortable doing it, but he just thought fuck it, I'll do it and. Obviously, at that time, it it fucked up because mm. it would have been pro- it would have been probably the best finish in Mania history. Yeah, it could have been up there. Yeah, mm. but I've got I've got another one here, another iconic injury, which is uh, two thousand and one um, Triple H and Stone Cold, where Triple H tears his quad for the first time. I think yeah. for the first time, yeah, and then the other one goes, doesn't it? Um, in the tag match, no, um, <laughs> DX was this is rated RKO. 2007. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to be fair, if you're going to talk about quads, Ash, uh, shall we going with this? Vince? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we've <laughs> got to talk gruesome. about that Royal Rumble moment. <laughs> the most gruesome injury in ever, ever recorded. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that um, that B- Batista and Cena and they both fell out at the same time? Which oh, was, which which wasn't was not, planned. Yeah, it wasn't planned. No. See, Vince Storms slides in the ring but misjudges it and fucking tears both his legs at the same time no God. He, he, it must pulled have been that, he, he pulled one the second I thought it was one, both it was second, both he did do, yeah but he pulled the second one after that's what I that's what he said yeah I, well I just I, I remember seeing him just like sat in the ring because he couldn't stand up like oh, no. that was bad it was funny, but it was, but yeah, it was bad. Side note, though, has there ever been a botch that was more perfect than probably what the plan finish was? Because that well, botch is, no. is, I mean, that was it was perfect, wasn't it? I mean, they both yeah. their feet actually touched the floor at the same time. You can't even plan that yeah. to happen because it it botch no. up. Honestly, it was, it was great. It was, it was one of those moments that you know you could you can you couldn't write it. No, again, like we're laughing at some of these. Like they're not funny. Like obviously, people went through pain and stuff like that, but like. Even a lot of these guys themselves, they're going to look back on it and they've got to laugh at some of them because it's fucking... Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck me. You've yeah. got to look back and laugh at some of it because it's some of these are just like, how the fuck does... How do you... I think he power walked so hard to the ring. He's just sat... He's, he's walking along <laughs> thinking, like, what the fuck's happened to this show? He's power walking to the ring and he's just throwing his leg out. That's what's happened. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, quad says. And then he yeah. um, tore his peck. Uh, Crown Jewel in that fucking disaster. Ultra Plage, yeah. During the uh, the DX Brothers of Destruction, he fucking tore his peck like three oh, minutes did in. Oh, I didn't know about because I, I didn't watch it. I didn't know about that one. Mate, yeah, you three were lucky. Into the match. Oh yeah, because he gets whipped. I heard, I heard it was a yeah. shambles, but I never because he got watched whipped, it. didn't he, into Shawn Michaels in the corner. But then he goes, he does that flip. Sell he does. 
where he does but he goes out he, over the top rope. Yeah. yeah, but I think he did. He, he hang he on. Caught his arm on the rope. Yeah. Again, another iconic injury is when um, Austin breaks his neck from the power uh, from the power driver from Owen Hart. Yeah, I was going to say that later. In SummerSlam '97. Yeah. Nearly again finished the match. Yeah. Because yeah. that match is amazing up to that point. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, yeah, Owen Hart had some really, really fucking good matches. Do you know? Do you know? Another oh, he, f- well, he was one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know a funny thing about that? Austin did that move to someone in Japan and hurt someone doing it in like '92. Oh, really? Yeah. So who did uh, he do, what? Who did he do it to? Or was I, this just like when he it, was just doing independent shows in it Japan? Was a, it was. I don't know if it was during his WCW days, but it was. He was doing a. He had a match in Japan and he did the sit down tombstone power drive, whatever you call it. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was a serious injury, but I did hear that he hurt a guy doing that move. Wow. Well, I have got another. And um, I will just say, for me, this is, it's not as bad as some of the ones we've talked about. Nowhere near as bad. But it looked so much worse. And I think as soon as I say the name, you'll know where I'm going with it. It's Jerry Mercury. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Armageddon 2006. Yeah, that ladder, when that ladder hit him in the face. And it is, his face just ballooned within seconds. Yeah, you, and it was just pissing of blood. You see it as soon as it happened. It's like blood everywhere. Yeah. And then when they had that, bit with the well, weren't it a broken nose? Broken, he actually, he broke his nose. Broke his nose and his eye socket. His eye socket. Yeah, he's because he's got he's lost like quite a lot of vision in that eye. Wow! But you can see it immediately when he like, yeah the ladder obviously hits. Matt has like a couple seconds, and then he, he yeah. kind of flicks his head and he realizes like oh fuck, and then. Obviously, outside the ring, they show it like for a few seconds, and they realise yeah. like, how bad it is. But yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, his eyes already fucking gone. Like it's yeah. already just like absolutely puffed up, and his face is just like yeah, it's absolutely pissing with blood. Yeah, that yeah. was scary though. That one, that was like that was proper scary. That was, and that's like t- like ten minutes into the match, and like the match before that was an Inferno match between MVP and Kane. Where I know, yeah, obviously it's gimmick fire, but yeah, you just had someone set on fire, then next matches someone nose and eye like genuine yeah i tell you what talking about like facial injuries um you got to talk about undertaker's one oh what you're you know? uh, no dog using um mabel when he, yeah because he and he had to wear the that sort of phantom of the opera-esque mask for a while yeah because yeah was... that actually i think it actually suited his character at the time though yeah it did it, they don't really... was that it was all right that I, I, I know he didn't wear it for long, but it, it was all right. I no, think he didn't wear it for long, but it was in the advertising for Mania Twelve. That, uh, that look. yeah, it was yeah. Because Mabel in Mabel's another one who injured a lot of people. I know we'll probably talk about it another time, but he got he had a, oh, this is how good it was. He had a match with Kevin Nash main event at SummerSlam '95, where he sits on Nash and does his back. <laughs> oh God. Oh dear, oh dear. Apparently, no. apparently they were going to fire Mabel that t- at that after that match. Yeah, because he, he was receiving quite a lot of pushes as well, wasn't he? And it yeah. just it just wasn't working. Going back to that Austin one though, um briefly. Obviously and, and everyone know, and everyone always talks about like how, you know, admired Owen was and everything like that. But when after that pile driver, you guys noticed like that that push was basically non-existent after that. Like yeah. he never really got anywhere ever again and then Obviously, then you end up with a blue blazer. But no, they, I've, I really they, feel like that injury that he—I think that pile driver that he gave to Austin—it it certainly does look as though that 
potentially is what put a stop to his um, his push or, or any kind of push that he was ever going to get there. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking about it, um, again, it's not like a grotesque in- injury or anything, but another one that sort of iconic and always stuck in my mind was um, Shane McMahon and Angle at King of the Ring when he doesn't go through the glass and he lands on his head. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was dangerous. Yeah. I was genuinely, genuinely worried like when I was watching that because I was like, is he fucking broke his neck? Like, is he going to come round? Because it, it, it was literally fucking... And, and then he fucking does it again <laughs> on the other side, like on the inside. Yeah, he doesn't go through the glass again. Because um, Kurt Angle injured his tailbone like two minutes before that. Cause there was, crazy. Because they did a suplex on the, out, on the uh, walkway. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Angle, I mean, most wrestlers wrestle hurt anyway, don't they? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think wrestlers do tend to wrestle hurt, but Angle was on another level. That yeah. Brock Lesnar match from Mania 19, um, I mean, his neck was like hanging on by a thread, as it was. Yeah. yeah. And he had the, the match that he did. Angle was probably very fortunate that he never had anything really disastrous happen to him, to be honest. Well, yeah. in a match, I was going to make... And, and, and Angle's one of my all-time favourites, and I'm glad that nothing obviously has happened to him that, that's, you know, in a match that was fatal or anything like that. But Well... He's yeah, been man. bloody close, though. <laughs> He's been really close. Do you not remember his concussion at SummerSlam 2000? When they, they tried, it was him and Triple H trying to do a pedigree for a table, but it collapsed. And he oh, the, the table collapsed before he could jump. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Showed that in the old. Do you remember the yeah. whole? Well, you you did the parody. Be smart. Be safe. Don't try this at home. <laughs> but anyway, back back to so. Any, I've got another one. Go yeah, on. go on. 1998 Royal Rumble. Uh, Shawn Michaels injures his back. In the mm. casket match with the Undertaker, yeah, almost forgot about that. That's where it all started, wasn't it? The back injury. Yeah, yeah I think that was the first thing that sort of had to make him retire the first time. Yeah, because he worked Mania fourteen with that back injury, wasn't it? I think I think it was. He, he knew he was done after that. I think didn't he? Yeah, because that's where he he goes over the top rope, doesn't he? And it kind of catches him like right at the bottom yeah. of his back. I think he's meant to land on it, but he lands on the corner. Or yeah, I'm yeah. just, just reading off some notes here about it. It says, um, During the match, the Undertaker gave Michaels a backdrop to the outside of the ring um, where Michaels impacted the casket with the base of his spine. Uh, the impact led to two herniated discs in the lumbar region. Uh, the injury would ultimately lead to Michaels having to retire. But and, uh, Michaels ended up yeah. coming back after four years to wrestle for another eight years, so... Yeah, and better. Is that off of um? Where's where's that article? Why is that one on? This is a Bleacher Report. Yeah, I tell you what, there was another one, sort of similar to that. It didn't sideline him, but it's it, it's definitely not helped. But Hardy, Jeff Hardy's had quite a few of them type of injuries. Yeah, yeah. I'll pretend that back. Remember that <laughs> Swan Tony did. I think it was the was it the one at Mania two thousand or the one at SummerSlam two thousand? Um, I think- and he he does a Swan Tony. Off the ladder, I think on the entrance way, and he. Uh, mania, yeah, I think that's he, mania. That's a mania one, yeah, yeah. and that that fucked him up, didn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't know because he was probably wrestling the next day. Like there was nothing wrong with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't have enough for it as well. Um, John Cena tears a pectoral muscle in two thousand and seven against Mister Kennedy. Um, yeah, I remember that. What about Cena's broken nose? Oh. That was, that's that was probably like the most visibly gruesome one in terms of what you could see because that nose yeah. was fucking lopsided. 
Yeah, so just for a bit of context, if people don't know this one, it's um, I think it was on a Raw, wasn't it, when it was um, Rollins and Cena. Yeah. And then, um, I think, yeah, I think Rollins went for a, a jumping knee, was it? And yeah. caught Cena right in the face and literally broke his nose and you, you could see his nose was fucked. Fucking. It was. It's like when you try to put the nose on a Mr. Potato Head and you haven't turned it the right way. Yeah. That's what it, it fucking looked like. Yeah, he, he got him real good with that. And um, He came back like two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the broken noses and things, like, didn't, uh, because Britt Baker had a pretty nasty one. AEW, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of worked out for the best, though, in a way, because it sort of put her into a different gimmick, if you like. She got more out of it, yeah. She's making the most yeah. of it, yeah, definite. I'll tell you what, the obviously, we're, we're a bit all over the place with it, aren't we? But AEW-wise, obviously, we mentioned it in the All Out review, but that Matt Hardy mm. um, in his head on that spot oh, that was out. That was so worrying. I, I said it before, but yeah, that was really, really, that was really bad. worrying. Cracked his head, and then fucking a few weeks later, he takes that chair shot, the edge of the chair to the fucking head. Yeah, mm. yeah. Smashes his fucking head right open. That was more visibly gruesome, just because you know he got coloured. But um, yeah, fucking hell, he's he's had like he had a lot of hits to his head recently, and then chair shots of the head. I mean, staying with AEW on that one, that gimmick chair that fucking botched up was Sean Spears and Cody last year. Oh yeah, that was that wasn't good. And obviously when. Uh, yeah, and again, there's another one with Cody where obviously he jumped out the ring and smashed his face on the floor. Yeah, oh, full, he's got that yeah, the Jericho match. That's it. Yeah, he's full got gear. he's got that scar. Yeah, he's still got that there. Mind you, Cody's one of those like Cody's the fucking the old Ric Flair effect, isn't he? You got a, he's got a fucking bleed and have it all go yeah. through his hair, especially for a title match. Yep. Chair shots, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that's oh, Jesus. Yeah, standing on the top of Guerrero though, I think I'm not sure if this was the same one, but when he had that. Match. I don't know if it was a blade job, but when he cut too far, and obviously, he's it was red. His face was red. Yeah, I think you're thinking of the same thing. It's it's Judgment Day title match against JBL, and JBL hits him with the chair, yeah. and it's. I mean, he's absolutely fucking pissing with blood. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely pissing with blood. Every inch of that mat is covered in his blood. It's horrible. literally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another gruesome head moment though is um, Austin and Bret Hart in the submission match. That's iconic, that is, though. I think that was just a normal blade job, though. Yeah. I think it's just normal. I think he just bladed for that and yeah. it just ended up being really. It just it, looked it, really I mean, it looked good. I mean, it's, it's always like one of them pictures that you see where I see the blood running yeah. through his teeth and. Yeah. That was great, though. People try really to good. replicate it, but it's. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, head injuries and, and back to steel chairs. JBL got a receipt for uh, the. You remember at One Night Stand in 2005? Yeah, yeah. And he beat fuck out of Blue Meanie? Yeah. I mean, he absolutely beat... I mean, he really just beat the hell out of him. He and did. And then Blue Meanie's face, you see so, it at a few but, points so towards what the was, end. So what was that about, though? Just, did you actually know what, why he did that in the first place? Did he have some heat with him, or...? There was some sort of heat, wasn't there? But I think so. This goes back to that whole JBL, all these stories about JBL being a bit of a bully. And wow. I don't know. I think... I, a lot of the stories are just that he didn't like Blue Meanie and certain things were said and he, he went out there and decided to make an example of him. But he got JBL got a receipt from yeah. Stevie Richards on SmackDown with that fucking oh, thunderous yes. chair shot. Oh, absolutely. That was... Other than... Well, I don't know if it was louder, but other than that, I think the ever loudest chair shot was McMahon Michaels. Well, that was big. Ooh. Yeah. 
That was big. Actually, another uh, little side note here. Um, But in terms of stories and stuff, apparently on a flight once, JBL and Joey Styles, when Styles was still with the company, they were getting into it on the plane and (laughs) Joey Styles knocked him out. He knocked JBL out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good. Didn't... um, Didn't was it was it wasn't it Jericho that knocked out Lesnar on a plane? No, he got into a he got in his face after that SummerSlam match with Randy. Oh, that was gruesome. Yeah, that was yeah because remember them elbows to the head. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember his head was pissing. Yeah, because he was he laid in the prop like the point of the elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that with Roman as well, didn't he, Lesnar? Yeah, a mania. Yeah, I mean it looked good, but again, I don't think it's. I think he went too far with it. Well, they just did it hard way, I think, didn't they then. But yeah, Jericho got in his face there, and he and he started on Goldberg as well, didn't he? On yeah, one occasion, he has. Yeah, I think he took Jer- him down. Jericho, though, although Jericho's not the biggest guy compared to people like Lesnar and that. I mean, you wouldn't want to fuck with Jericho, really, because he's <laughs> Jer- fucking Jericho's. Jericho's not anyone. He's a bad man. <laughs> he's, he's vicious. <laughs> I've got, I've got one that, because you mentioned it on the uh, message uh, message we got and. Triple H throat at First Immersion Chamber. Yeah. Oh, with RVD? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. It comes down on the pod, like from the pod, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't get it out quick enough and it goes yeah. right into his throat. Yeah, I tri- think he, undersh- he undershot that five star and then obviously it, it caught Triple H right in the fucking throat. Fucking, imagine that though. Yeah. Like a fully, fully from that height man. as well, yeah. 200 odd pounds like, coming down from, from a, like you said, from a height right on the neck. And, oh, and to, fuck that. And, yeah, and, that must have hurt. And to still go 25, 30 minutes? Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. Fair play to him. Fucking beast. Oh, this is... Do you know what? It's not funny, but it's funny. It's not funny, though. <laughs> like, it isn't funny. I'd never <laughs> want it. Let's put it that way. X-Pac. Oh, God. Oh, we got. yeah, we've got to talk about that if we're talking about injuries. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he went for the Bronco Buster. It's on a... Uh, what house show, was it? It was a dark, it's it's not, a independent show. Yeah. I can't remember what the company was. Might have to look that up. Um, but yeah, he goes for the Bronco Buster, and as soon as he hits it in that corner, he fucking tears his arsehole open. Yeah, it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> no, oh, exactly. It's... That's what I mean. It's, it's fucking. Like, how, how does it happen? Now, to just... be honest with you, no other injury on this list is as gruesome as that. He's ripped his arse open. <laughs> yeah, forget Actually, losing I an mean, ear. Yeah, he's literally tore himself a new one. I'm still trying to like figure out how it would happen though, unless like he caught a bit of the metal on the turnbuckle or I think that's how it happened. No, he doesn't. I think he overshot the, the you know the Bronco Buster and overshot the, the turnbuckle and landed on the metal. I don't know, but no, he doesn't. He, he lands on the guy. I think it must be like the the way his legs had stretched out, or for whatever reason his legs had stretched out, and I guess it just pulled and yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, I know. Fucking, fucking hell. That, 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 that brings a whole new fucking saying to ripped him a new one. Yeah. Literally, fucking X-Pac, man. Wrestlers are fucking tough as nails, man, but I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter who you are. You fucking, you rip your arsehole open. (laughs) Vader carried on and, I mean, yeah, all right, Vader's eye came out and he popped it back in, but Jesus, I don't know. I've never known that to ever happen to anyone else. I wonder if he was, like, legitimately bleeding, like, profusely from his ass from it, because, like, that, that, that wouldn't have been, you know, that would have been really fucking painful. Yeah, it's an anal. It was an anal tear, wasn't it? Oh. So it would be. Yeah, I'd imagine there would have been blood. Jesus, fucking! Imagine the pain of that, man. Fuck you, oh, yeah. fuck me. 
I mean, it hurts um, when you have a big shit sometimes, doesn't it? So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think what else there is now. Uh, let's see. Well, more recently, you've had. Uh, well, oh. <laughs> so, Ash, on the NXT TakeOver 31 review, Ash goes. He goes. Yeah, I don't think anyone fucked up too badly in this show. And then about a week later, you find out Finn Balor's jaw's hanging off. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's had to have surgery. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was from the... It looks like it was the forearm, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Kyle Riley jumps... There's a jumping forearm in the corner to Balor. And straight away, Balor's like, fuck me jaw. And it's just like... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good Irish impression. There Fuck again. me, Joel. <laughs> Fuck me, Joel. <laughs> he goes, ow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because even, even Barrett says, like, I think he broke his, broke his jaw at that time. And Barrett's another guy who's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah obviously. He had that one with Rollins when he popped his shoulder back in. But he was out for eight, what, was it eight months he was out for that. He was out for a long time. I remember, I remember once... All right, before we carry on with that, though, if we're talking yeah. about Jaws, we've got to talk about, obviously, Becky Lynch with uh, Nia Jax, that punch. That was her nose, though, I think yeah. that was, wasn't it? But it was, it was bloody, so yeah. it didn't yeah. look good. Yeah, yeah. going back to Barrow, I remember there was a... It was, either, it was either Barrow Royal or something, but there was a moment where he's on the outside to catch, I think, Cody Rhodes from Big Show throwing him over the top rope. And they... They threw him next to the announce table and he whacked his elbow on the announce table and I think he dislocated his elbow, Barrett, so he was out for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, yeah, I was reading this, actually, um, on that them notes I was reading about Barrett dislocating his, his elbow or shoulder or something, yeah. Yeah, it was live on Raw, so that didn't look good. Do you remember in One Night Sand 2008, Orton broke his collarbone? Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was going to go and do an RKO on Triple H, but Triple H threw him to the outside and he landed over awkwardly. the top right. Yeah, he landed Oh, awkwardly. Jesus. See, that's got to be another one that really hurts is your collarbone because that's a thick fucking bone. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that, femur, all your big, well, you know, any bone really is shit when you break it, isn't it? But I don't know how much WCW everybody sort of really watched, but remember uh, Buff Bagwell's broken back? I thought it was his neck. In a match with, um, it was like a botched bulldog yeah, that, with yeah, Rick Steiner. His neck up. I thought it was his back. I'll, I'll look it up. Hang on. While you're looking that up, there's another one in WCW with Sting where he fucks his knee. Um, basically, it's a four horsemen is in a cage match and he's running into, um, you know, like interfere if you like. And there was like a work shoot where these like security was trying to pull him back, and. Um, as he was trying to sort of get away and climb the cage, he, he done his knee in. Oh, right. I will just, uh, well, I'm on, just quickly um, look I've just that gone up. to... Sorry, yeah, I've gone on to ringsidenews.com. Uh, yeah, same breaking his neck. I've always... I don't know. I always just thought it was his back. I don't know why. Rick Flair broke his back, didn't he? I know this isn't a wrestling injury, yeah. but he broke his back in a plane accident. Yeah, just before... This is just before he was like the Rick Flair Reno. Yeah, so going back to the, the, the Sting one... It was uh, Clash of Champions 10. Obviously, Flair had no idea that Sting was injured, so uh, Flair fucking jumped on him <laughs> when he was injured. God. I just remembered one that I saw on Botchmania the, 
long, long time ago. I don't know where it was or who it is, but there's a guy that's broke his ankle or hurt his ankle. So the the guy is fighting, tries to do a move on that ankle. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> so it's that's like no, it's, it? yeah. So he has to tap out straight away. Wow! <laughs> Another gruesome injury. Uh, Lita's neck break. Yeah. Oh, was that neck. was that when she did that tope suicida and landed on her head? Just like absolutely, just folded up the other way. Yeah, any, yeah. any broken neck, broken bone of anything is obviously like gruesome, especially in necks because it's so dangerous. But they that are that same show. Just, uh, uh, Eugene, some of them. That same show. Eugene done his knee in as well. I think it was like the match after. Uh, yeah, they were next to each other. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. What what show was it? Uh, New Year, the first ever New Year's Revolution, I think, in 05. Yeah, yeah, 05. And it, yeah, there was a Elimination Chamber match later that night. I don't think anyone got hurt. Because yeah. then, cause then uh, two years later, it's a, a New Year's Revolution. It's the one where Triple H blew his other quad out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the Open Chamber, do you remember Ranjan, uh, Ranjan Singh, Great Carly's translator? Yeah. Didn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he blew his he, knee out. He blew his knee out because they... Yeah. I don't know how... It, I can't remember what happened, though, but I remember him doing his knee. Didn't he get yeah. pushed off the um, door or something stupid I think like that? He pushes and he lands just really awkwardly on the knee. Because I remember we were watching it and we kind of said, like, oh, that looked like it really hurt. Yeah. And apparently it did. So... <laughs> <laughs> Another Lemonstration Chamber injury. Do you remember when Undertaker got burnt? Yes. The pyro went up on his fucking... Set his coat on fire. Yeah, yeah. You know he had two. He had uh, second degree burns. Yeah, and had to second didn't, degree didn't that burns. Didn't happen to Jeff Hardy as well when Pyro went up in his face. Uh, that, that was that was gimmick. Oh, was yeah, it? it was work worked. That was yeah. But speaking of which, oh, well. I wanted I wanted I wanted to say this until later. But is there any gimmicked injuries that you thought looked real? Uh, Rey Mysterio's eye. Oh, <laughs> Gee, I mean, come on. No, all right. Look, I know that's silly. But like, I'm not here to. I'm not here to play fucking games. I'll tell you what the I'll tell you what the most realistic one was that was a work, and anyone who defies me on this is wrong. And it was Val Venus losing his pee pee to Kyantai. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best injury ever. Because that's the most gruesome injury of all time. The man had his his bread and butter, literally taken from him. They do it a lot now, but the when they used to do like the chair over the neck. And then it was someone, yeah. and someone would be bleeding at the mouth, like they had a throat injury. Nowadays, yeah. it's just like they do, they do it, and it's just oh, I got a broken neck or a broken. Oh, you know which one uh, uh, from Royal Rumble two thousand three, Chris Nowinski. Yeah, any concussion when them uh, stereo drop kicks and it was Edge or yeah. I can't remember who it was, but it, obviously it was no one's really it was no one's fault, but. They just landed on his head, and yeah. it gave him concussion. That was horrible to watch. That was. I've got another one here. Um, Masahiro Chono has a broken neck from Austin. That's what I'm thinking of. That's the one Nash said. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, yeah he does the tomb. He did the, 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 the same the tombstone. Move. Yeah, the same move that uh, injured Austin's neck. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? Crazy that, isn't it? Because it's weird that. If that happened nowadays with Austin when he broke his neck, he would have been off TV for however long it was. He was on TV like in the next week. Different th- era though, wasn't yeah. it? It was different, different era, different times. Um, speaking of current times, Natalia lost another tooth. There's been a few people that lost their teeth. Really recently though, but Cesaro. Oh yeah. yeah I was going to say, if you want to talk about teeth, you've got to talk about Cesaro as well. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, the shirt. Th- with Thyborg. 
that was fucking that was gnarly wasn't it that one yeah that was like i remember watching you could that. hear it as well you could hear it and that oh that one oh that one sends like a shiver yeah i remember watching that live and then yeah i don't think the crowd realized until they saw the replay no because i mean that move this again it's like bronco buster mm. they're not the sort of move where you ever sort of expect it to sort of go wrong in a in a horrible way but you know anything can go wrong at any given moment can't it yeah. so i've got another one um Someone called Marty Garner. Oh, the, um, the pedigree. On the yeah, 1996 tape in the Superstars where Triple yeah. H um, pedigrees him and he pretty much breaks his neck. Well, yeah, but this wasn't Triple H's fault. No, it's the, this it's, was the guy. Like he, he went to sell it like on his head. He just he just went vertically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he just goes upright, and, yeah. it's, and obviously <laughs> Triple H just brings him down. You know, to the depths of hell. Yeah. Do you know what the funny thing is? He came. He he returned to WWE 10 years later at uh, Martin Garner. Oh, it took well, him that long to get back up from fucking all the feet under her sounds he put him in. Yeah. We forgot one. We forgot a big one, actually. Big Show's Broken Nose from Floyd Mayweather. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty gruesome. Because it was yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, just come back as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. There's been some gruesome things out there, and we're we're making light of it today. But obviously, it's much better if people don't get hurt. Obviously, isn't it? It's without saying, but yeah, there's been some gruesome shit. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it there, then, folks. I mean, you can let us know in the comments below or on messages, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You know, you let us know what your uh, what your favourite most gruesome injury is. <laughs> Yeah. That'll be a conversation starter. A favourite. Could you call it a favourite? I wouldn't I'm not saying I just want to clarify. Xbox <laughs> one's not my favourite injury. Like I don't have I don't have a favourite. I just think it's the most gruesome. I would much prefer if Xbox never tore his bum. But it's happened and the fact that it's happened means that it I think it's the most gruesome injury. And it has toppled Sid's yeah. leg and Vader's eye. But Vader to be honest, as gruesome as the Vader eye thing was he made it look like it was nothing. It's like, oh, fucking hell, yeah. this again, pop. It's like, all right, mate, yeah. not going to mess with you ever. But yeah, let us know in the comments what your uh, what you think is the most gruesome injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hit us up in the comments below. You can find our podcast on anywhere you want to go on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yeah, wherever you want. We're there. Avaganda. We're everywhere we are. Yeah. I'm Jay. I have been. Uh, probably still will be. Well, I'm Ashley. And I, I'm Russ. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a favourite. I'm, I'm saying it. I don't want anyone to rip their <laughs> bum open. I'm I'm really being animated. His, his, his favourite his favorite, his favorite arse is X-Pax arse. Oh, I'm a nice man. Wow, wow. You just want to deal... Wouldn't it have been ironic if he ripped his arse open? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be ashamed, to be honest. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, again, we always appreciate the support and the the listens and the downloads and the comments. We're, we're all pretty active on, on the uh, social media. So, yeah, if you want to drop us a, a comment or a criticism, if you like, I mean, we're up for anything. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, until next time, it's been... And whatever you do, don't try it at home. Don't rip your ass open, don't break your leg, don't break your nose, and don't pop your eye out the socket. That's that's what we've learnt from today's one. And don't let chi- Chinese... <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
And, <laughs> and don't let Kai and Ty chop your willy off. <laughs> well, that's the main thing. You've always got to keep your peace. Right. See you all later. <laughs> Eddie Edwards has a chair placed on top of his head. Sammy Callan's going to hit it with a bat. But he misses a chair and hits Edwards in the face. I think on the eye. And uh, busts it open. Well, got there in the end. <laughs>